I pledge myself to the pod. Loyal I'll always be. A P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. Welcome back to an Omnia Paratus. I'm Jay, like the letter. And I'm Angela, also known as AVO. Once again, for this lovely series of Greek life, my big sis, Allison. Hi! Hi, how are you? <laughs> was there a laugh? Was I like... No, I heard it. I just thought you were going to keep going. I didn't realize I was jumping in. All right. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we're not used to doing, not transitions, I guess. Yeah. Just like in real life, we're not great introducing people. It transfers over to podcasts. I actually, I was at a 4th of July barbecue a couple weeks ago and realized that one of a close my close family friends had been engaged for almost a year now and I've never met her fiance formally so we were just talking for about an hour and then she's like wait have you guys met I was like nope I mean I know who you are because I've seen photos and everything and I've heard stories it's like but this is our first face-to-face you've just never had the the actual introduction yet (laughs) yep Introductions are weird. And also at this point, like, it's we. I feel so old. I met both of you back in 2013, which is now almost eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think my high school reunion should be, should have happened this year. But I think either COVID and it didn't happen or I just wasn't invited. I don't know. <laughs> Would you have gone? No, but I still would have invited. <laughs> I've also thought about this and I realized that the email that I attached when I graduated high school is not the same email that I use now. So they have no way of contacting me for my high school reunion. Well, I would think whoever whoever does it would be like like through Facebook groups or something like that. Because I think most people don't use the email they had when they were in high school. Oh, probably. Didn't everybody have like a really embarrassing email in high school? Yes, I use it for shopping now. Whenever they ask for an email when I go into a store. Exactly. Well, also, the way our sorority handles it, like every few months, I feel like they're sending out a list of like, these people are missing. Someone find their email, contact information, whatever. Oh, yeah. I had I had a, a some sort of a sorority newsletter or something show up at my dad's house years after I had like left college. He didn't live there anymore. I hadn't lived there ever, pretty much. I don't know how they got that address or how it ended up there, but apparently they found me. That's so crazy. Being that this is our Greek life series for August, and even though we're past our prime, we take every advantage to (laughs) go back and think about when we had a little more so, well, fine. I'll speak for myself. When I had a little more social relevancy. I mean, I I think we all had a little bit more social relevancy than, well, I don't know. I guess for me, like my Instagram likes have gone way down (laughs) post-college. I think we still have social relevancy. It's just not as frequent of social events. It's not like every single day there's something to go to. True. I mean, if you think about it, what, we had maybe three events per week, per quarter? On top of a meeting. Yeah, like between a sisterhood, a social, philanthropy event, something like that. Like, we were really busy. Mm -hmm. Good for us. To start off with this episode, we would tell one of our favorite stories about you. One of the stories that just, like, sticks out to me is I think the first time I met you and your big, and she was joking around about how you were very dangerous <laughs> and I was like oh, oh like, that, okay. that's so funny like she's just like making fun of her and then like you turned around and you were like no seriously like I I have like weaponry under my bed and I had a pretty substantial (laughs) substantial weapons collection in college. It's dwindled a little bit, but I've still got some of the cool stuff. Nunchucks, Mm -hmm. easy access. Yep. 
<laughs> you never know. You never know. You, you can never be too safe. And at this point, I talk so much, I don't remember which stories I've shared on the podcast or not. So one of my favorite ones, and this might be a repeat, is after my first recruitment practice where Allie was our kind of like instructor for choreography and dance and everything. So she had a lot to do during this prep week. So she takes me and then one of our other sisters, Grace, to Chick-fil-A after because we're just like exhausted, tired and starving. So Cal is drive through Central. So we go through and we're just chatting and she drives directly to the window and like doesn't realize it until we get there <laughs> and then is waiting for food that we didn't order. So fortunately, we're able to order the window and just drive through. But like the three of us laugh all the way back to the apartment because we're just like, that happened. But none of us, to be fair, none of us also said anything. I think I realized what was happening, but I was like, yeah, like maybe this is just like how it happens. Like this is what's supposed to happen this time. No, just completely absent-minded, drove straight through and was just expecting that they telepathically knew what my order was, obviously. (laughs) I mean, to be fair though, like recruitment really does take every single ounce of energy that you have. Probably it like reaches into your future, like steals a few days of your life force. (laughs) Like it's intense. The practice is worse because you have, yeah, you have to do it with the party but like you kind of I mean not like really but you get the energy of new people like new people circulating and like you're doing things but in practice you're just screaming at each other for hours like practicing the cheers and the chants and I know everyone has probably seen the viral 80 pie video that went viral of the people with who do the door chant the girls in the green shirt like it went viral like people make make fun of Greek life for this one like entrance like we've been waiting for you all summer and we're so glad you're finally here and then they open the door and it's a whole bunch of girls in a door chant my friend who went to UCLA showed me what what this was like and I'm like, oh it is very intense but it's very much like that just like the one year I went to cheer camp we were on the dance side of it but cheer camp it's very much the way bring it on movie is you would think it was more distant than that but it's really not we had a spirit stick and everything wow did you have to burn it no we didn't even get to keep it it was like which team was the most spirited that day oh that's so sad I feel like everyone should get a spirit stick yeah yeah exactly aren't we all in favor of those now isn't that what we've I become? like winning yes yes we do know this <laughs> Uh, I was just gonna say we actually have another question for you which is why did you join a sorority uh well I am an incredibly socially inept person and <laughs> I'm sorry I don't I, believe uh, that I don't I don't agree <laughs> with that I I didn't join a sorority my freshman year and I made some friends I think in my dorm hall but other than that I had a really hard time creating that community for myself and your big Angela actually lived in my hall and had been like slowly incepting me about joining a sorority and joining specific sorority (laughs) (laughs) and we ended up moving in together for sophomore year we lived together all throughout the rest of college yeah I think I think just looking standing outside the window looking inside and seeing oh there's all of these events you kind of have these built-in friends who who lead you through college and guide you along the way I need that I want that sense of community so that's why did you consider joining your first year I think the first year was just such a whirlwind that by the time I had even thought about it it would have been past the point of joining Mm-hmm. Because recruitment or uh, the couple of days before school even starts, or maybe like the week it starts. It's the end of the first week. So at our school, we have this thing called zero week, which is just the Thursday right. and Friday yeah. before. Then you go into week one and it was that first weekend after week one every year. Yeah. 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 So, so like I think I just- have to sign up by the end of zero week, I think. Yeah. So you really, if you're going to join as a freshman, you have to know kind of right off the bat, oh, I want to join a sorority. It's intense. And I don't know if they did it for you 
school, but I went for my freshman orientation and they gave the Greek life spiel. They told everyone, like, do not join as a first year. It's like, you should only do this as a second or third year. It's like, Really? Why? They were like, oh, it's like way too overwhelming for everyone between adjusting to your order system schedule and like making new friends, living in a new place. They're like, it's not for you. They're like, maybe consider it for a COB in like winter or spring. They're like, but just plan on doing it your second year. Interesting. Recall hearing that, but it's very possible. I've blocked out so much of it. <laughs> they very much try to talk you out of it, doing it as a first year. I mean, it makes sense. You're in a new place. You have completely new surroundings. You're just trying to adjust to surviving on your own without your parents mm -hmm. and throw in all of the responsibilities that come with being in a sorority because you do have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of obligations that go with it. I guess this is then that was one of my biggest acts of rebellion than ever joining as a first year against my school's <laughs> wishes. I mean, I knew I wanted it though. So I don't regret it, but I think our school very much encourages later joining in their students. Like the adjustment. And then also we got a big spiel at my orientation of these organizations, you might hear these letters. These organizations are no longer on our campus. We don't acknowledge these letters here. If you hear anyone talking about these parties or these events, report them immediately. Wow. They were intense. I wonder if something happened then because I don't, I don't feel like they were that intense when I was going through. I mean, something might have I remember because when you join there's like mandatory safety orientation for Greek life or something like that that I think we had to do as a new member and they kept citing Asian fraternity and something that happened at a party mm. where I think maybe I don't know if I don't think anyone died but I think like several people ended up in the hospital yikes and then just like a quick we speak in these things because we know this world there are traditional organizations that were made for social things which are panhellenic NPC National Panhellenic Council, mm -hmm. yes. And then IFC, which are the inner fraternity councils, which are the ones you think of when you hear of Greek life at school, when you hear like Sigma Chi or 80 Pi or Kappa Alpha Theta, like those ones. And then there are ones that are multicultural, which typically are meant for a particular cultural group. You don't have to be part of it, but they're more culture-based. And then there are co-ed ones for profession. So there are lawyer fraternities and doctor ones and engineering ones. We were part of the social one, but some people were in both some people you could be in not two in the same council but you could be in ones in multiple councils was i right yes you are correct <laughs> no Fact no, check. And live. Live fact check. <laughs> and so today we're actually going to be talking about interacting with the men from friendships to, to fr <laughs> from friendships to frenemies <laughs> to fraternization <laughs> to philanthropy events. We're going to open this up as an introspective dialogue on how we as sorority women navigate Greek life with our male counterparts. All right. First big question for you. Before you came to college, what was your perception of fraternity guys? And when you actually met them, how how on point were you? I think anybody's perception of fraternity guys pre-college is like what you see in movies. So kind of crazy and rowdy and dangerous <laughs> and dumb for a lack of a better term, like jumping off of a roof into a pool or some something like that. Somewhat accurate for some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I mean, I think this goes for the women too. I think it's really just the phase of life that you're in and you want to have fun and you want to meet people and you're 19 and invincible. So yeah, jump off of a roof into a pool. And for everyone out there, we went to school in Southern California. There were pools. This happened pretty often in the fall and spring quarter. I can name three houses I've seen people jump off the roof of. Oh, I still have videos. Oh, I'm sure I do somewhere. Yeah, those pools were not necessarily clean. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think I ever got in a pool myself. I don't think I 
did. I, I mean, I got in our apartment complex pool, which frankly, I don't think was much cleaner, but yeah, fair. Fair. Was the new gym built when you were there? Um, I think it opened my senior year. Okay. So I got a, a year of that. And the that pool is gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They built up the gym, completely new everything. It was gorgeous. But yeah, we got it for like the last year that I was there. I feel like when I went into college, I was a big fan of the show Greek. I always knew I wanted to join a sorority from like a very young age before I really even fully knew what it was. I feel like the biggest misconception I had was not the amount of of like presence the fraternity men had on campus I feel like when you watch movies you see them walking down the row in the group you kind of see them always like I don't know a better way of like hurt like of like an animal in a group like lots of them walking together in suits like you always know when the fraternities are around and I feel at our campus because it wasn't a big part of it like they could blend in like yeah sure they'd wear shirts or tanks with like letters on them sometimes but it wasn't a thing of like you always knew when the fraternities were approaching because they weren't mm-hmm. always in groups unless it was like a meeting or something particular Mm -hmm. but yeah dumb I I, I think that's a very concise way of phrasing (laughs) fair I think my biggest one that I was expecting was like oh yeah I'm gonna go to all of these parties in amazing frat houses and we didn't have traditional frat houses we had our little our answer to them which is where like fraternities would buy like two or three houses rent name them rent well (laughs) no my senior year there was that really big thing where one fraternity then bought a house that another fraternity was renting because they wanted it (laughs) forever and they didn't want to keep going back and forth between themselves was that the big white one on the hill yeah you got hit yeah and i think ali got hit that night oh got hit maybe i did i get hit oh you both got hit on the face at this house i think i mean i got hit in the face a lot there's you're gonna have to be more specific (laughs) than that um oh i think we were we were at like a bid day party (laughs) what was it called the big white one (laughs) okay i'm just checking But now after that, Pillars really doesn't sound that much better. Oh man. Okay. So yeah, we were we were at Pillars and I think some guy was either like violently dancing or he just like was really drunk and he swung his arm around like closed fisted and he caught me right in the nose. And then I think like shortly after that, either you were hit or someone else was hit. But I remember you were driving Allie. And after that, we left, we went to another fraternities party and they were having like a paint party or yes. something. So everything in their house was covered. And I remember, I think you like ripped the paper off of their refrigerator and got me ice. Oh, I'm sure. I have zero memory of this. Are you sure that was me? It was definitely I know. you. No, I remember tonight. It's tonight, not the blonde president, but the brunette one above him. The one who like slapped me on the butt with paint. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think, I think that's enough of a description. Yeah, yeah. Is this like a glow-in-the-dark party? Yes. yes. Okay, I think I vaguely recall this. Yes, everyone mm-hmm. was wearing white, and then they had like blue lights and neon paint. Yes, okay. okay. And it I was do. an excuse for boys just to put their hands everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, frankly, it's like if you looked at any of the guys, they had very little paint on themselves, or they did it to themselves. Also true. Okay, so what was your first experience taking a fraternity boy to an event or going to a fraternity event. I don't know which happened. First. I think it was taking someone to a fraternity event and it was, <laughs> or to, to one of our events and it was our first date party. And I swear I felt like such a loser. I asked like seven people before I got someone to go with me. 
supposedly everyone was like busy that weekend or or like it was too short notice and they couldn't do it and so then I ended I was gonna take my friend Alex and we were set and he like the night before like I am so sorry I have a family emergency in Mexico and I have to leave the country like right now I can't go to your date party and I was like of course family comes first like you you do what you have to do but shit (laughs) And so I I left it up to the uh to the sorority gods and I posted on our on our sorority page, "Hey everyone, my date backed out on me at the last second. I've already paid for this this extra ticket. Set me up. Do your worst." Not even 10 minutes later, someone who I'd barely spoken to called me and was like, "Look this guy up. Tell me if this is okay. He's down to go." <laughs> and I looked him up. I was like, "Yeah, sure, fine, whatever." And so I ended up on a essentially a blind date. On a blind date, I'd never met this person before. And also, we had t-shirts made for us and our dates. And my date, Alex, was like roughly my size. He was he's, he was like a smaller dude. And the guy that I ended up taking was a very tall guy. So it like he put it on, but it was like almost a mid-drift. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I, he's like, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. But it was very, very funny. So yeah, that was and I yeah, I think we went to we went to SeaWorld. I had never met this person before. So I was at an amusement park with basically a total stranger for the whole day. But it ended up working out. It was fun. And I mean, I feel like this was a pretty not like your date canceling last minute, but just going with someone who you've never met like that happened to us pretty often. That's how most of my dates were set up. I also think so being that we were on quarter system and our IFC panel and a Greek system was about roughly 20 organizations at any given moment. A lot of events do overlap because every organization typically has a date party, they have a semi, they have a formal. And for all of those organizations to individually pick weekends within a 10 week radius, like a lot of things will overlap over a weekend. So that was like one of the things that was always hard of like when one group would be like, well, we're doing this. And then fortunately, because of the patriarchy, typically the guys got to decide which event was more fun and would go based on that, which is why I really felt like we won the year we got to do Disneyland. Oh yeah, everyone wanted to come with us to Disneyland. That was great. That was a great one. Who doesn't love Disneyland? That was a fun day. I think it was 38 total and that included our charter bus and our ticket. Oh yeah, whoever whoever ran our whoever was our like director of events, she had she had a really great hookup there. I obviously joined the year after Allie did, but I remember her pointing out to the guy she took to this event. And he's definitely like a fraternity Brad, Chad, Kyle. Kyle, yeah, Kyle. <laughs> he very much is one of those. Like if you think when that picture of fraternity man you have in your head is the person she took to this first event. Which event? Your your SeaWorld event. Oh, okay, yeah. So did he did he reciprocate? Were you taken to another were you taken to one of his events? I I was. I think we went to um Cirque du Soleil. Ooh. Oh so their date their date what? party was at Cirque du Soleil, which would feel really bad because um Cirque du Soleil is like a very it's a very feels very fancy. And so there's all of these like wealthy, sophisticated people in the audience, and then just a busload of rowdy shit face. <laughs> Um, sorority and fraternity people roll up and yeah <laughs> and I just remember like Cirque du Soleil they're 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 flying around they're doing flips and shit like that and all of, you just hear whoa oh my god whoa dude and it just <laughs> oh I felt so bad for the people that like paid full price for their ticket that night. oh my gosh 
But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. To be fair, they must have had a lot of empty seats to fit a fraternity event left. So they were probably just glad they had the money. It might have been a weeknight now that I think about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It might have been like a Tuesday night. Oh, gosh. I'd be so mad if I had paid to go to that. I mean, we had a great time. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) So that's a little bit on what it's like to take someone to an event. But what about just like regular friendships? How do you build those? Because I feel like most of the people that I was friends with in Greek life, I we became friends outside of Greek life, like before I actually joined. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I made any, wait, like, wait. new guy friends. Wait, I'm confused. Can you can you rephrase? Okay, well, so I also joined as a second year, okay. and all of the friends that I had who were fraternity guys, like, I met in my first year. I don't think I made any new friends once I'd actually joined. I feel like from then on, it was very much dating, hookup, casual acquaintance thing. I feel like that has to do with your major. How so? Like, if you were an engineer, I think you would have made, had a lot more fraternity guys in classes. Like, I feel like that's the majority of how I had a lot of, met a lot of guys and like, Mm -hmm. would see them at parties and circulate that way because like, you're just like in classes and in groups and in discussions all the time. Like, I don't know if I had one class without someone in a fraternity. The funniest thing though, once I was in one of my business classes and this is why I took my texts off my Mac. I know if you have a Mac computer, you can like get your text to it. People were sending me photos of a guy sitting right behind me <laughs> or right in front of me. I don't remember. But his face, I was just getting fit photos of his Instagram and he was like very in my proximity. I don't know if he was in the front, a little to the right, a little to the left. Like, and I had to like slam my computer down in the middle of taking notes because I could not get his face off of my screen in the middle of class. Wait, was this a setup, potential setup for an event? This was either Jesus Christ or... Um, <laughs> what? Or... or um. Family. Ah, okay. I think you know who I'm talking. Okay. I don't want to know. Fair, fair. I'm good without that information. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess like you could date your big. That's like, quote, like incest. I, I figured as much. <laughs> I know, but for people, I don't want oh, people no. thinking on our podcast. Everything froze. We- All right. So making friends, do you, did you feel like you had, had like, had, <laughs> like, do you feel like you had Never. a fraternity you were close to, like two, like really good, like guy friends who were in a fraternity? Um, I think so. But I think at least for me, my experience was my closer guy friends would be guys that were dating friends of mine. So there was never any chance of anything ever happening there. It, it could actually be strictly platonic mm-hmm. or friends of someone that I was dating. So I would be closer to that, that specific fraternity. But I do, I still, I have a few guy friends that I still, that I will still hit up every now and again and just be like, hey, he's still alive. Oh, great. Good to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like honestly in college, that's the only way to really have a fully platonic friendship is either they're dating your friend or you're dating their friend. Or they completely friend zone you. No, but the thing is like, I don't know how many, I mean, I didn't have, all of my guy friends were adjacent to one of my sorority friends, but like, I don't know any guy who blatantly like friend zone like just friend zone that happened to me a few times where like i got the whole thing of like oh my gosh friend it's so good to see you friend let's hang out together friend wasn't he one of those people i think so yeah yeah it was like where you got like the really really overstated use of the word friend like multiple times in five minute period and you're like okay i got it i didn't see you that way but, but does- i'm really glad that you feel that you want to <laughs> set up this boundary officially for us 
Glad so we're that, on the same page. So that's like, like, I don't understand the motive. Cause like, are you putting that up? Because like, definitely don't want to sleep with me. I feel like that was what was I, about. I kind of feel like that's what it is. Yeah. Either that or someone thinks that you're interested in them and they don't see you that way or they get a little freaked out or you're not their type or but even, whatever the reason is. But even so, I feel like guys wouldn't want to limit their options of people they could hook up with. So if you're making that very clear line of, oh, so you really don't want. I feel like they do that if they are, if they feel like they have a plethora of people people to hook up with Got like it. if they already have a lot of options they're like I don't need any more like you're not within my type my zone like just call you a friend and not add to the Ooh. roster no I never took it badly it was just I think it's just really funny and it does happen shame I'm just trying to I'm trying to <laughs> decipher in my head who this must be Taryn Edgerton looking dude is that's like no thank you did you ever know you were actively on someone's roster but like you weren't the one they were dating but like they were keeping you in keeping you close keeping me on like the hook not necessarily on the hook but like you were on their roster of people to like hit up not like you weren't like the number like you weren't like they weren't exclusively trying to date anyone but like if they wanted a hookup like you knew that you were in their like top eight in myspace top eight. oh in the, in the in the myspace friends wow throwback um I, I definitely had a couple of people that anytime i interacted with them is like oh you think that this is a possibility at some point when it definitely was not <laughs> But yeah, there were there were a few people that I would almost deliberately avoid. I'm like, oh, this is gonna this person gets really drunk and they're gonna get really aggressive, and I'm just gonna avoid it as much as possible. I'm a firm believer in that as well. I I don't know. This might be an unpopular opinion. I never think like you never blame a victim of anything that happens to someone. Also, there's using your common sense of situations you know that could occur that you could actively prevent from happening. If I know I'm going to a part of town for like a dinner on a date that's not like the best part of town. I'm going to like make sure I have a few extra layers on me. Not because again, nothing would be my fault if I didn't do that. But personally, I make the choice to walk a little faster and to do things to actively protect myself. I mean, I think that's just a thing that as women were taught from an early age and that is part of the patriarchy of, well, if you didn't do X, Y, and Z, like you Mm -hmm. were asking for it and whatnot. And you're not, that's not, that's not it at all. However, like knowing that it's, it's not whatever might happen is not my fault. It doesn't mean that I don't still walk with Mm -hmm. my keys like Mm -hmm. in between my fingers, like Wolverine claws every now and again, if I'm feeling unsafe. I think we, I think we are naturally cautious and and take precautions as much as possible. That doesn't mean that anything is your fault or that if you didn't take a specific precaution that it was your fault. Mm -hmm. True. I'm sad my mom said no to the taser I was going to be given for college. They make like real cool tasers now. now. I know. I still want one. Now I'm old enough I can get one myself. I started college as a minor so I couldn't do Mm -hmm. anything. Right. You know, oh, well, after this, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you both the story. I was like, but I'm definitely getting a taser. Can I can I have a, I have a quick aside? When I was graduating college or graduating high school, I was having like a little graduation dinner and people were giving gifts and my dad hands me a box and goes, very seriously, college can be a little dangerous and you're going to be alone and I'm not going to be there to take care of you. Your brother's not going to be there. So I want you to have this on you at all times. And I'm fully like, this is a taser. This is some kind of so, some security device. And I open it up and it was a sonic screwdriver <laughs> from Doctor <laughs> Who. Oh my god. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. 
Dang. That's one of the greatest gifts I've ever been given. Oh, I thought it was going to be a whistle. Oh, no. I, th- I thought you were going to go with like one of those tack lights, like as seen on TV. Like my dad got me one of those. So it's this flashlight. It's maybe about like seven inches long, but it's super heavy. So you can use it to like club someone. It's also super bright, has a strobe light mode and another button where it will like make kind of like a little alarm noise. It's not really loud, but I maybe guess enough theory- to scare somebody away. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Interesting. Does a strobe light really disorient someone that much? It can, yes. So might also just throw them off enough to give you time to run away. But there are also people who do strobe light training. So like sex offenders or like cops? Well, I mean, anyone can really do it to themselves. It's just like a long exposure to strobe lights and like trying to like orient yourself and move around and remember like how to keep like your spatial distance. I don't have time for that. Who has time for that? I have amazed the time that like people make for some things. (laughs) I have been watching a bunch of videos on my TikTok that have come up like how to rescue yourself out of like Mm -hmm. zip ties versus like rope versus like Mm -hmm. how to do it like your bra to like pull it certain ways. I'm like, okay, I can have these videos saved and pull them up when I'm tied up. Well, no, that's why you practice. Got it. Should we do that for my birthday? Just do a practice thing. We'll just like tie everyone up. We'll we'll all, I'll have everyone kidnapped from their homes and brought to an undisclosed location. You can put those weapons you have to good use. It'll be a real life escape room. Yeah. Yeah, but you've got to like tell me it's happening. Otherwise I'm going to go like hard against whoever (laughs) tries to kidnap me. (laughs) Like I got to know that there's limits to what I can do. (laughs) I mean, full disclosure, we would most likely employ Ryan kidnap you, and yeah, yeah you could probably hurt you him. You think that guy could kidnap me, please? Please. I okay. <laughs> well, the other day he was telling a story, and he, I guess he either he didn't understand what he was doing or he decided to embellish this one moment, but where he meant to, like, grab my, the back of my head, he <laughs> choked me. Like, he full-on lunged across the table and grabbed my neck. So there may be some surprises there. Oh my god, that was so great! I forgot about that. That was so great. I know it was very unlike him to do a live creation of that event. Yeah. Wow. That's so great. I thought about filming it, but I was too drunk. Okay, it's fine. Okay, so now we've first blind dates, friends. Some of us, meaning Allie and Allie alone. Oh well, you kind of. We're lucky enough to get out of the friend zone. Well, you weren't in the friend zone. No, but no, you I just wasn't. Date. Yeah, but like Allie can do it all. Can be on the roster. She can get out of the friend zone. Magical unicorn. Mm-hmm. The magical you. unicorn of what do you call it? I was going somewhere with that. Scrap that completely. I thought you were with like the vortex or like the house buddy fraternity. Oh my god, that's what I was gonna call it. <laughs> The oh, house oh, no, buddy? I was actually going like somewhere totally different. There is that. No, no, no. You've seen the house buddy movie, right? Yeah. No, so in reference to like your living quarters when dating a fraternity man, I was calling it the Vortex. That's the house that they were trying to destroy, right? Uh, am, I, am I in the wrong movie? I haven't seen it forever. I think it's the house bunny. Yeah. It wasn't Sydney White. No. Are we describing this the state of any given fraternity house? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spending time there, days, nights weeks it's it's disgusting i think any fraternity house is disgusting well especially if there's not cleaning service my husband was in a fraternity where it was they had a fraternity row and they had like chefs that made food for them and they had cleaners so i'm sure those were much nicer but these were literally just houses that were rented and and six dudes lived there that had never experienced a mop before or the fact that maybe they should buy toilet paper um, I don't understand. Never toilet paper. That's so products. difficult for guys. They, they use toilet paper, right? Exactly. So how are they just so calm, like leaving 
their bathrooms toilet paper free for days. I will never understand that. Or you? if there's just like roaches running around, you're like, oh, that's just that's just a part of the fraternity. Absolutely not. Did any of the fraternity houses hire cleaning services? Or is that just more of a thing for the Rose? I don't know that any of ours did. Ours, ours didn't. I think it's a thing with fraternities and sororities that have houses and that's part of your housing dues mm-hmm. goes to that and goes to hiring a professional chef and all of that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. my friend, she told me about the chef and about their meetings and I'm like, wow, that's mm-hmm. nice. I know, I have a friend who, he so he was president of his fraternity. So he was telling me about like his presidential quarters where he had his own room and like a little mini living room and his own bathroom. But then I guess they also had a fraternity cat and the cat loved to live in that room. So whoever was president like had to care for the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair trade off. Mm-hmm. What if you're allergic though? Too bad. like. The cat, that's the cat's house. Well, since we're here, well, let's take a mini thing. Fraternity guys and their pets. And not just like fraternity dogs and puppies. There was a goat. Reptiles. Snakes. um, Pigs. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was one. I think there was one pledge class that had a pledge puppy. Oh, multiple. Yeah. And then one fraternity on their Instagram had like a dedicated day to like, it was an alliteration. So insert letters here, pups. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They they had the pledge puppies. Which I don't feel like, to be fair, I feel like the animals were treated relatively respectfully and then hopefully rehomed kindly. Well, yeah. I'm wondering what happens after everybody from the original class graduates and does the dog, like who does the dog stay with? I mean, I don't even think it, I think it's normally like a pledge thing. Though I don't even know what happens once that class gets initiated. Mm -hmm. I hope that they're rehomed. I have heard some stories where somebody did take it back and it went to their family home. And then like it was their dog, but their family was taking care of it while they were in college. All right. I'm okay with that. I recommend not getting pets in organizations. Mm -hmm. Any girl who lives in any sort of frat house is basically the mother of the house. Like Angela's the mother of her work cutting up fruit. (laughs) Basically. slices oh no so we had we used to have this weekly fruit delivery when we were working in office and so there there there's some of the fruit that like the guys would like pick up and take and eat on their own but most of the time they actually wouldn't eat it unless it was already cut up and then they could just serve it to themselves from a bowl so angela working in a corporate finance office would cut fruit for grown men because they seemed baffled on the concept of cutting strawberries let's be real though corporate finance offices really are just extensions of fraternities oh absolutely there's there's certain industries where you're like oh yeah you never you never grew out of that phase politics no it was actually super sweet one of our company founders who he's now retired one of the first interactions we had when I joined the company was him letting me know about his vacation where he was going to Las Vegas for the weekend with his fraternity brothers keep in mind this guy is like 70 years old wow I mean I guess props for maintaining those friendships yeah but Vegas when you're in your 70s wow yeah intense no he's he's such a sweet really nice guy like Mm -hmm. I'm sure they just had like a really great time like with all the food and shows and stuff and gambling I'm sure I'm sure if you're you're a wealthy enough person, you're just sitting at a table gambling. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you get to do with the fraternity in Vegas is go to their formal. What was that Because like? again, we were in Southern California. We were three hours away from Vegas. So anytime fraternities had formal, they'd go to Vegas. Anytime they had- A weekend? A weekend, they'd go to Vegas. Anytime they had an evening class canceled on <laughs> like a Wednesday, they'd go to Vegas. Um. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Vegas- couple of times on a formal. The first time I wasn't 21 and no one in my group was 21. So we kind of just wandered the strip and had an adventure out like that. 
And that was a lot of fun. It was just it was just exciting to to not be at school and be on a trip and be out with friends. That was okay, a lot of how fun. How did you pack? I hear a lot of controversy over this. And the one time I almost went, like it gave me an anxiety attack so bad that I didn't what, go. What are, what are the different styles of packing? Like clothes versus no clothes? Like what, what are these options? <laughs> well, I mean, I've listened to girls like freak out like, oh my God, like my suitcase isn't cute enough or it's not big enough. Or like how many pairs of shoes do I bring? Like, what dresses am I taking? Like what do I wear to the pool? Like what do I wear to a day club? Who's looking at their suit? A lot of people. I, I'm just like imagining a guy being like, well, not cute enough. Like you can't come in my car. Like you okay. can't put the suitcase away. So I so I was in the car. I didn't make it onto the freeway, but like we picked up two other girls and the, both of their suitcases were like heavily complimented. So apparently this is a thing that like guys at least think that they need to do. They're like, oh my God, like cute suitcase. Or like, oh, your suitcase is so light and fun. And <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't know. But apparently like one of the girls like who was getting into the car, she said to me, she's like, oh, thank God. She's like, I picked the right one. I was like, uh, what? Wow. All right. Apparently another thing to be self-conscious about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. I know I rolled up with my little Target backpack and I was like, I think I'm ready. I don't know how much I'm supposed to pack. And these other girls brought like full on like medium size, like you need to stow underneath in the baggage compartment <laughs> suitcases. And I was like, I'm just trying not to take up too much space in the car. Oh my God. Well, some of th- I feel like some of that is just like toiletries and like a hairdryer and a mm-hmm. curler and all of your skincare and makeup and stuff mm-hmm. like that takes up a good chunk of the luggage. So, and, and heels, heels take up a good amount of oh, if yeah. you're going to fraternity formal you are not doing your full skincare routine like you might want to but like you're not going to do your full skincare routine in the bathroom you're frankly might not even wash your face off because you don't want to redo your makeup the next day fair it was a lawless time but you do have like your, all of your hair like dryer and curlers and, and all of your makeup for going out on the town so how many outfits did you bring uh i think i had one or two dresses for going out and then shorts and like t-shirts for day clubs or not day clubs but pools mm-hmm. and bathing suits and stuff like that i mean the nice thing is that it's summer and it's in the middle of the desert so it's never going to be cold you don't have to bring like a jacket mm-hmm. of any kind yeah i think heels are the thing that take up the most space oh yeah who wears those anymore <laughs> right i think back and i could i could wear like four or five inch heels on on a regular you basis you would wear five inch heels on a regular basis and now i'm like oh my little kitten heels are a little too much for me right now <laughs> well at least that means you got the feeling back in your toes fair fair my feet i'm pretty sure the nerve endings in my feet died after a while so contrasting the first time you went with i'd qualify him as a friend would you say your first vegas trip yeah yeah <laughs> Well, versus the second one, you were like, you were dating the person. So was I was any- dating the person, yeah. So was it, did you feel like less or more stress depending on it? Like, like being that you were over, I don't know, you're young like me. You were over 21 for your second time? No, I wasn't. I was still, I was actually very stressed about that one because I was 20, I think. And I was the only person in our group was not 21. And it was made very clear to me that they didn't care. And everyone was still going to go to clubs with or without me. <laughs> And My so entire life. it's why I've still never been wine tasting <laughs> because everyone went wine tasting when everyone else turned 21 and I've still never been wine tasting or beer tasting or to any sort of tasting room. We'll take you. We'll take we'll, you. We'll now. take you. Yeah. But I, uh, so I, I am a strict rule follower. I am very scared of authority. I, I do not challenge any sort of rules, but this is the one time that I was like, I need a fake ID so that I can get in just for the, I wasn't even going to order drinks. It was just to get in. So I wouldn't be left behind. <laughs> But I was so panicked about it. It was it oh was so gosh. nerve 
nerve-wracking. And they like didn't even look at my ID. I spent like three weeks trying to find someone that looked enough like me. And thankfully, she, that did, girl was very wait, sweet. Wait, wait, didn't you remember this? Wait. I was in your apartment when she came and dropped it off. Wait. She was very, we weren't even like close or anything. She was just very like, yeah, just bring it back to me on Monday. Wait, she Side note, she had a hot boyfriend. She did have a hot boyfriend. Are they still together? I don't. I don't believe so. Oh. Not like I talk to either of them, but I yeah. follow them both. On yeah, well, that's why. <laughs> I just remember the person whose ID you were. I'm like, she was dating someone really attractive. I don't remember. Did you? I don't remember the story, but like there was a story behind them. Mm-hmm. Behind them? Behind like their relationship. I don't know. Oh, I don't. I, I wasn't close enough to it too. You told it to me. I feel like. I see people tell me these things that I did and or said in college. And I'm like, I don't, I blocked all of that out. <laughs> Similarly, my junior year for a girl's trip, all of our sisters went to Vegas for a weekend. And I got to hang out with freshmen and sophomores because I was the only one of my class who couldn't drink because October birthday. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. It's okay. We're making up for it this year, potentially. Like in what form? Oh, have you birthday. not floated this to Birthday Allie yet? trip. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, I don't have to be 21 to go there. Oh, well, no, you said like makeup trip, like instead. Oh, oh, I have not. Oh, okay. I have not floated out okay. of hell yet. No. Well, I can go away. I can just. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, no, you're invited to said trip. We, just, I just didn't bring it up yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're still going to go to Vegas, but just four of us, the five of us. Um, I was thinking us, you and Megan, and because he'll pay for things. Fair, fair. I just want a very large alcoholic slushie. Same. Right? That's all. That was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. So shifting a little bit, Allie participated and represented our chapter in a philanthropy event hosted by the fraternity of the person she was dating. Is that why you chose to participate in that one? Oh no, I was just so excited to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this philanthropy event, philanthropic pageant, so there were pretty dresses, talents and things involved, but there are also questions and other segments, no bathing suit portion. And then to be fair, some of these sororities also hosted male pageants. It was an equal footing in that regard. I remember, the meeting where they were going to announce it the freshmen or the first the new members were all running late (laughs) and we like got pulled into the room and I got a text Allie being like hey the nomination came out like nominate me and I was like what like what is this and luckily someone else did it and I feel like again because my big is a unicorn and magical and everything her name had already been floating around previous year's contestants that like she was going to represent it like I feel like it was a known thing you were going to be the next one to do it and then like obviously she wanted it she got it so what was that like representing and the process of it like getting a coach doing the things (laughs) doing the things I had a lot of fun with it. It was a lot of fun. It was very stressful because along with the pageant itself, you had to do a lot of fundraisers Mm -hmm. um, and organize a lot of events because it was at its heart a philanthropy event. So a good chunk of it was just fundraising for the charity, the philanthropy. (laughs) Um, My brain died there for a second. Wait, also just to further highlight your unicornness, weren't you also running to be a student senator at the time? Yes. I was. That that year was really rough. <laughs> I don't think I slept very much. I survived on like monster energy drinks and maybe two hours of sleep. But yeah, so I, I was running for student government and doing the pageant at the same time. And it was a lot of fun. But I, I had a coach who for about a month and he was really gung-ho and he was really excited. And then a month into it, he was like, actually, I've dropped out of the fraternity. So who was um, your coach originally? Oh, oh no. 
Yeah. Yeah. For like a month. <laughs> and then um, I got someone else who was amazing. He was, he was amazing in every way. I love him to death. He was also running the entire event. So he was mm-hmm. my coach, but also in charge of the whole thing. So he was just, he was also having a very stressful time. <laughs> but it was like a, almost a full year long thing where you were throwing events from the fall into the spring to raise money for this one big ending event. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a really big time commitment, but it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I got to wear a nice dress. A very pretty dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had you to had put a really together. great skit too. Yeah, we had to we had to do a skit and then we had like a talent portion. That was just that was a lot of fun. Do you feel like it brought you closer to those guys or do you think that... I don't think she could have gotten much closer to those guys? <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was pretty close to that fraternity at at the time. But yeah, I mean, you're spending a lot of time putting together the events, putting together the skits and and all of that stuff. So yeah, you got you get to meet a lot of people there with choreography. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think inherently because you have to spend so much time with these people, you're you're going to get a lot closer. Do you have any like good advice for people who are like considering really like being that standout person for their chapter to compete or like to represent for an event like this? and they're a little shy or they don't really know like a lot of people and how they could maybe be more comfortable um there were a lot of words for a really simple question there I don't know what happened (laughs) I feel like at least in our chapter we didn't all need to be the same thing like we didn't all need to be super talented and super want to do that thing like there were a bunch of ways Mm -hmm. to support for the person who was representing so Mm -hmm. I feel like within a group of like a hundred plus girls someone's gonna want to do that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah and I would say I I attribute what little sanity I had left in that time to Jay and who was almost single-handedly my support system during that time that helped me with everything and like like you just you did so much for me during that time that I absolutely would have lost it had I not had that support system so I appreciate you very very much of course one of the stories I wanted to bring up was one of your fundraisers do you know which one I'm I have no idea (laughs) the one you did on Valentine's Day oh god oh that was so bad (laughs) I still have the mug (laughs) it was so bad I I so poorly organized it it was I basically made like handmade edible arrangement type things for people to buy for Valentine's Day as a uh, as a fundraiser and I promised to hand deliver all of them forgetting that time is finite and I can't do I can't hand everything to everyone so Jay and I were trying to deliver I think it was the very last one of the day mm-hmm. and I needed to leave I need I had somewhere to be but we were delivering it to an apartment complex and we could not find the apartment <laughs> We were running up and down several flights of stairs, running from building to building because the numbers were all confusing and we could not, it took, we were probably in that complex for like a solid hour of just yeah. running around. It was around. kind of like, it was kind of like one of the, it wasn't that one, but it was like similar to that in the oh, way where there's like, no. there's an empty middle and to get from one side to the other, you had to go down around and then back up the oh. other staircase. Yeah. We could not find where this person lived. And then we saw, I don't know what number, but we were looking for like 812 and we could find 814 and like 811 and it's like, we could not find the one door we needed and the person wasn't very helpful in like trying to guide us at all either yeah did they did not help no not at all it was i remember watching it and being very proud of ali and her performance we recorded her skit me and then ali's other littles also had to be in the skit and that was really interesting the skit was fine it like it did the thing like the skit had to do but we had voiced it over so it was a weird thing of like i'm supposed to say things again but also because like ali said i was i was doing the senate race and doing the pageant 
I didn't really have time to like remember what it was. So I kind of just like had to mouth things when I had to talk and then everyone else had to remember when they were supposed to talk because it was voiceover. So we didn't really have to remember it. I also think I edited the voiceover together and had to give it. You did. And then you did it every year after that. I did. And you set like the new standard. I did because Ella was there for the next year so we made sure that the person did a voiceover recording because one of the things is at this pageant it's held in the gym that the sound to project enough you can't hear anyone being that Allie has like a theater background and obviously we're gonna record it we're gonna do it ahead of time and then I made sure that the other contestants did too except the third year I did it I ended up having to help like write the script and like rewrite the script and that was like a I didn't fully sign up for this part of it but like after my big and we will forever feel so holding a grudge she did not win a rightfully deserve thing due to unfair rules of this pageant which we will not go into but I wanted to really I just call it straight up favoritism well it was favoritism but also like the way that they they like rank they like ranked scored Mm. was your the year that year that someone just handed them a blank check or is that my no that was that that must have been somebody else that was i think the next year we ended up winning the next year but i remember some or some girl's person was just like i heard like gave a blank check i was like okay here you go wow man but because Ali was wrongly not crowned i wanted to make sure that the girl after her did it and then (laughs) the next year when much smoother. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had fun. I got to wear a nice dress. I got to sing in front of people that hadn't done that in a while. So I was happy about it. And now I feel like everyone dances. Everyone dances or sings. Mm-hmm. Oh, most of the talents are pretty conventional, which is why I could never do it. Like I would be fine with the fundraising and the dressing and things. But I'm like, I don't have traditional talents. <laughs> I'm really waiting for someone to come out there like Miss Congeniality style like in a little like yeah like something like that or like try to play the glasses like wearing like a full-on costume or light some batons on fire. That would be awesome. Yeah. They wouldn't let you do that in the gym though. Probably not. (laughs) Controlled flames. Yeah. Not a lot. <laughs> that was when we participated, but we also every year throw a philanthropy event mm-hmm. and aquatic event. Some might call it a pool party. We, however, call it a philanthropic aquatic event. I call it a pool party and I get in trouble every year when I say that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty much. And in my own unbiased opinion, I think ours was always the one that people looked for forward to and my third year was run the best the first year it was at the new pool mm-hmm. or was it my second year oh god I'm confused because you both graduated uh, my senior was- year it was at the new pool okay so then the three years it was the new pool it was much better than the first year first year some of my memories of that it was at a smaller dinky pool it was not fun um I remember going back and forth between the pool because I had to go help Allie wake up her team she was a coach the first year so we had team check-in and and surprise, surprise, um, sometimes fraternity guys don't like to be up before, I don't know, noon, nine, noon one, <laughs> two. So they had to be there to check in to participate. So I like jumped in her car and like went over to the house and she just went like banging on all the doors, like taking, like waking them up physically and like dragging them to the car. You should have gotten like a squirt gun ready to like prep them for oh, the day. I should have. I was a little worried about like opening doors because I don't know like oh. <laughs> who sleeps You're like totally commando, fair. you know, <laughs> your your current state of dress. <laughs> fair. I don't want to see things that I don't want to see. There's things you can't unsee. Very true. That was also the year 
where I don't know who I was talking to, but I fell over a wall in front of like an entire fraternity. I don't know who I was talking to, but at this pool, there was a little half. Did you see or like, did you I just hear about it? I didn't I don't know see, who I but I remember you texting me because I had like the prime spot. I was in the second row behind the judges for the fraternity serenades. So I was really blocked in by everyone else who wanted to watch. So I couldn't, I couldn't get to you, but you were texting me about it. Yeah, I don't know who I was talking to. I think... Oh, someone who shall remain nameless had a water gun and kept following and squirting people very obnoxiously. And in me trying to get away, I fell over this like half wall and like scraped my knee really badly. But that was in front of the hot fraternity. So that was kind of sad. Or some of the hotter fraternity men. Those incidents are always really awkward. I like totally tripped on a ledge walking in front of letters <laughs> and went right into like fell like the off letters? of the sidewalk and onto the grass, right? Like onto their blanket in front of their chairs. So I just like full on. And we should knock the letters over. I know that would have been really bad. I don't oh. think I've ever seen that happen. I've seen some of them fall when they're trying to set them up they don't seem to care as much as we do because i know any time ours would go down like someone's throwing themselves underneath it so it doesn't touch the ground well i know like the big ones they'd like the letters would fall over but it's like i never saw anyone like domino into them yeah that was like my first event our first aquatic event what Mm -hmm. was what was your favorite part um ooh, i think my favorite was always either the serenades or when they'd all like frantically start throwing coins in the jars for penny wars in the last 10 minutes and everyone's like screaming at each other and like trying to hold other people back and people are frantically venmoing and trying to make change or someone's running in from the parking lot with this 10 ounce jar filled with pennies so going back to a serenade what what's a serenade what's entailed in said serenade oh okay serenades are when fraternity men take sorority women everyone women everyone had to do it for us oh okay yes so within our aquatic event fraternity men and women had to take popular songs and essentially parody them and sing to us about how we were so awesome and fantastic i mean they didn't have to do that They had to sing. Were there words that they had used? I know there were like dance moves for the. Yeah. I think they had. They got like extra points if they used like certain words that related to us or to the event or something like that. Favorite was definitely my very first one because I had that prime spot. Particularly the men would hand out roses they as they were doing it, so I got so many that day. I felt very special, even <laughs> though it was just obligatory for them. It wasn't to do with the event, but I would love when they would come into chapter meetings. Oh yeah, and, oh, and yeah. sing songs and like. Hand out roses and stuff. Oh, that was the best part of meetings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you like to elaborate on the time you cried? What was the song? It was the acoustic version of What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction. Who was si- There was a specific person that was singing, right? That, like... I wasn't in chapter when this happened, but I think it was... I think I think I remember oh, exactly who it was. Oh, oh, shoot. No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't... Is- there, there, there was, but that's not, that's not who... I don't think that's that's who I'm thinking of. Anyways, I, I am a sucker for a good serenade. And if if it's if you've got a nice voice and you're wearing a nice suit and you've got a rose in your hand, I'm done. Blubber. I am putty in your hands. No, when we post this, we'll definitely have to link some of our favorite serenades from YouTube. Oh my god, my favorite serenade. You know where I'm going with mm-hmm. this. My favorite serenade ever I found on YouTube of this wonderful magical man singing is very cute. It's some school. I found him. He's now a verified country singer on TikTok and very gay, which was really disappointing because at first I was like, is this? 
this you? Like, is this? I'm like, he looked familiar. And I was like, why do you look familiar? Like, I wouldn't, why do I know a country singer? I was like, oh, you went to this school. Like, were you in here? And so I stalked his Instagram. I'm like, yes. I remember showing Andalusa. And I was like, oh my God. And you're verified now. And like, super gay. He does this segment on his TikTok where he changes all of country songs with the word beer to queer. Oh my God. And I was like, oh. Like, I, like I know. He seems very delightful. Mm-hmm. I'm just sad I will not marry. This is how I had such an affinity for this fraternity that mm-hmm. we didn't have at our school. So I could say the name. I have to say, every since then, really hot. Really, really hot. I've never even heard of that one. We exist because of them. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cut it out in editing. We'll yeah. Post it in post. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, so Fraternity Series and then Penny Wars. Allie, would you like to explain Penny Wars and the strategies behind it? It was a fundraising thing where basically, oh, I don't remember the point system. It was like if- One point like per dollar and then coins were always negative. Coins were negative. So you would, if you put dollars in your own, you got positive points. And if you put coins in other people's, they lost points. Mm -hmm. But if you did rolls or bricks, it did both. So if you gave like us $10 rolled quarters, Mm -hmm. you would get all of that positive and the other team would get all of that negative because yeah. then we didn't have to count them which I think mm-hmm. is the point of that. I think that might have been instituted later because they were showing up with those giant bricks and just dumping them in people's jars and then mm. some poor soul in our sorority had to had to be the one to count all of it. Yeah no it's like VP 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 finance right would need N- to. I don't know who no it was not VP finance for the sole purpose of I know I think it was my senior year or our coin counter broke so I got to go into a back room and count all oh. of the coins. I was the senior, so I was not in any membership position, mm-hmm. but I got pulled to go do this because, you know, you're just so helpful. Fall 13 had to do all of that lovely work. We were just so beloved and adored by chapter. Adored. Extra additional jobs whenever, wherever. Do you have a favorite philanthropic memory? I did a, my coach for the philanthropy that I had been in, I was the coach for his fraternity and in that event. And so he and I did a ser- did a did a song together as his talent. Oh, was it Frozen? Yes. Yeah, we did like a lip sync that wasn't a lip sync because we were actually singing, <laughs> but we were playing the song behind it with each other and acting it out. And it was a lot of fun. It was very cute. And yeah, there were there were water guns, there were water balloons, if I'm remembering correctly. People getting oh, thrown yeah. in pools. Oh yeah, I know a lot of people would specifically like bring out their waterproof phone cases and would joke around with people and like accidentally bump into them and drop their phone and then freak out to freak the other person out did i get you thrown in the pool or did you like not let that happen i I did not let that happen i tried to get you thrown in the pool no i remember i think it was my big's brother like had me like up in the air and was like ready to like jump in with me and i was like absolutely not well my your third your your senior year i almost got you thrown in the pool again oh god but you got it stopped Okay. He was too scared of you. I remember he he did toss me up in the air while in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> but he caught me. That's what counts. Yes. That was a very cute photo too. You're welcome. Thank you. It was my idea. I know. I don't have it though. I have it. Allie, just to round us off here, do you have any advice for girls, boys, anyone who's considering going Greek and navigating, interacting with fraternity members? Um... Find your people, make sure that you're surrounded by people that you trust and that you know have your back and you have their back. Have fun, but stay true to yourself. I like it. And on that note, thank you for joining us today for this episode of In Omnia Paratus. Allie, thank you so much for coming back again. Thank you for having and me. We're just going to keep having you back. We'll maybe make this like a quarterly thing. All right. I'll just, I'll live in the podcast. It's, it's great. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. And I'll do the rest when I can remember it. <laughs> 
<laughs> they keep changing. They changed it from subscribe to follow. Well, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> follow us on Apple, Instagram, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you enjoy wherever this is in our Greek Life series. And DM us with any other questions you might have. And we'll make sure to post those serenades promptly. Keep us saying goodbye. Adios. Ciao for now.